City Grow Live is presented by City Grow Retention Marketing Software. City Grow turns customers into advocates. Sign up now for your free 30-day trial at citygrow.com. Hi, welcome to City Grow Live. I am John. We're broadcasting live here from Salt Lake City. So glad to have Mark with us. Mark's our jack of all trades. Does everything <laughs> from design to emails. And sure. has become very efficient in both of them. Thank you. So we're, ex- we're stoked to have you on here, Mark. Um, today we're talking about emails, some tips. You've got a list of 10 that you're gonna give us and we're gonna walk through those. Yeah. So let's, let's just dive into them. I'll, I'll give you a, kind of a, a brief overview of how we look at emails here with retention marketing. As you know, if you've watched any of our videos, we're big on both emails and text. We do a ton of text. We, uh, we build consent to get these out there. Once people have given us their, scent, their consent, now we want to make them as impactful as we can. So let's start off with just some types of emails. What, what kind of general types of emails are we talking about? So typically when a business uh, uh, is communicating with a the consumer, there's, there's three main types of emails that okay. there's going to be. Uh, transactional emails, now typically this is like, for example, exactly, yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, operational or relational, now these are typically the types of emails that you'll be using in a retention marketing campaign. Uh-huh. Um, and then finally, promotional. Um, now promotional might be anything from an ad to uh, a special offer, a weekend kind of thing that's going on. Um, not to be confused with the operational relational ones, which might be say like an update or like Your a- accounts now live. Exactly, like exactly. Cool. Cool. So today, are we talking about all three of them? Are we, we focusing in right on promotional? What do you think? I think we're going to focus today just on promotion. Okay, great. Well, let's let's dive right in. So you've got 10 tips for us. Are these in order of most greatest to least, or are these just a, a, a set of 10 that you've brought us? Somewhat. It, it kind of follows a flow that takes you to probably the most important one of all at, okay. the, at the end, um, but in no necessary order. Okay, well let's start at the top and let's get through them. What's, what's, uh, what's number 10? All right, number 10 is clearly identify your brand. Big, big deal, yeah. Um, so just like with uh, text marketing, uh, if you fail to mention right off the bat who you are, you have not told your customer. So like for example, I think you've mentioned a text marketing campaign where someone uh, had, had uh, uh, you know, said, uh, I think it was uh, like a breast cancer awareness. Breast cancer awareness, so and you go to gym. But they didn't say, who, didn't they say were. who they were. Yeah, and it's it's funny how often that happens. But maybe a little bit less in email, but it still happens that people don't clearly identify. Who it is. I mean, yeah, they're going to see it in the return email address, but more often than not, it's best to have you know your logo at the top of the email, um, and, and maybe you know like a, a branded banner or something yeah. to that effect. Well, this might even tie in with the the return email address because most companies have multiple. They have you know marketing at cityro.com. Uh, retention at cityro.com, just whatever it is, billing at cityro.com. So you might have multiple ones. Branding might identify what's getting you the message. If it is a billing one and you want it to be known as a billing one, I mean, put straightforward billing at cityro.com, they might read it. We'll see, and we also, uh, for, for CityGrow, we, we have several themed out templates that we use for specific purposes. Mm-hmm. So a marketing email follows a certain flow. A CityGrow live announcement email follows a certain flow. Uh, the ideas that drive follows a certain flow. Yeah. And so as, as you brand out your company, you might have one specifically for promotions, you might have one specifically for uh, an you know, update to your account or privacy, things of that nature. So you might have different templates based on the purpose, which also helps you really create quicker emails and make sure you can get them out 
more regular. Correct. And it, it, in addition, it also helps uh, going back to, to my post, uh, my, my City Grow Live a couple weeks ago, the importance of identifying your brand. Yeah. All right, this is now 11 tips for effective emails. <laughs> I don't see that one on there, but have templates. Have templates, that can help. Yeah. It's hard to recreate your, your email every time. Okay, well, let's move on. What's nine? So number nine is have a clear call to action above the fold. What's the fold? All right, so without getting into a lot of boring history, the fold basically, when you're talking about digital marketing, means the point on the screen before they have to scroll down. So if you're on a website, before they scroll down, if you're on an email editor when they open it up in, in Outlook or Gmail, uh, or if they open it up on their phone. Is there a lot of history behind that? Uh, well, it actually goes back to when people... Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I just don't read their history. All right, so, so yeah, I, I, a great comment. Have clear to action. Be aware of that fold, because if you stick it all the way on the bottom, no one gets to the bottom. They don't read the call to action. Well, in the call to action, typically that means like a button that says click here to follow the link, but it could also be something as email or as, as simple as a headline, act now, yeah. visit our website. So a lot of the ones that we do, and I'll give an example, a lot of the ones that we do, you do, um, would be like, we call it the ideas that drive campaign. We come up with different ideas every month that you might uh, use to reach out to customers, right? To, to bring them back more, it's a retention effort. It helps us give our clients ideas they can give. So there's tons around 4th of July this month. Um, all kinds of different ones. Uh, it is ice cream month for July, so there's going to be a ton of ice yeah. cream ones. So. I eat every day ice cream all because <laughs> of that. But so, so what I'm getting at is, uh, so when we send that email out, the, our header is 10 ideas for the 4th of July. So you know exactly what it is. Um, the call to action is on every one of those. You can read more by visiting the blog. Um, we don't wait for them to get to the bottom. To get to the bottom, great. Yeah. I hope they do. But yeah, ultimately when all said and done, a lot of people are gonna just scan the email. Um, and so if, if, if you have that call to action, bolder, bigger, so that just as they're visually scanning it, they pick that up, then the email's done its job. Awesome. All right, number eight. Keep it brief and be relevant. Okay. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, people don't wanna read a novel when they open up their email browser. A lot of people are just on their go. They're checking it five minutes between uh, you know, when they, they, they get in their car to when they walk in the building. Yeah. So. It, it, yeah, you don't connect with them within a sentence, within a few words, they're gone, especially in the marketing email. Well, and be, re and, and be relevant. You yeah. know, you don't want to send out uh, your, your Father's Day promotion a week afterwards. Yeah, and I see another one on here, uh, down at three, that talks a lot about segmenting, so we'll get there, because I think that's a big part of being relevant. That is good. All right, let's jump into seven. Personalize the content. Okay. Now this one's kind of curious. I've been doing a lot of research on this and uh, um, several of the, the uh, sources I've been checking out have a little bit of differing opinions on it. Um, the majority though believe personalizing your content is good. So this is putting a name. Correct, so uh, specifically. Exactly. No, it's not the only one, but that's an example of personalizing. Specifically with CityGrow, uh, we have the uh, capability of adding a, a smart text that will actually pull their first name or their last name or whatever, and you can put that in the subject line so that when they receive the email, it's like, hello, John, see what we have for you this month. But you wanna go a step further and not just do the subject line because that can be a little bit spammy. You also wanna personalize the body of the content. So if you're able to include additional smart text of uh, you know, buying habits or things that they're interested in, that goes into segmenting lists as well. If you're able to personalize the body of the content of the email as well as the headline, it's gonna connect with your 
viewer on a more emotional level, and yeah. it's more likely to convert. So this this is a debated topic because every once in a while I get an email that says, "Hi, Jonathan." No one calls me Jonathan. It's my real name. It's my full name, but no one calls me, and, and so. Uh, those are automatic, like, oh, they don't know me, it's going in the trash. And that's kind of where some of the, this debate comes on is if, you, if it can, the better the list is, the cleaner the list is, depending on how you absorb that list from your customers, um, sometimes the, the more, the, the better it works. Well, and also this comes down to two more things. Uh, first of all, the voice of your brand. If your brand is not comfortable addressing someone personally, don't do it. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, know your audience. If, if you're the type of business and you know the people that are coming in on a regular basis and you think that's gonna put them off and you're, you're gonna lose retention because of it, don't do it. Wow. So one other example came out of personalization that you could do it to this, not name related, but, but uh, so a lot of, uh, of campaign editors, ours included, gives you the ability to track clicks, right? So, so let's say that I offered multiple products. Maybe I'm a, I'm a retail store and I have men's clothes, women's clothes, kids' clothes. Well, if you're trying to get to me personally and you, you, you send me a dress, I probably start blocking you because I don't buy a whole lot of dresses. So what you can do is you can segment customers, and again, I think I'm jumping ahead, but this gets to a personalization. You can segment customers based on what they bought in the past, mm -hmm. what they're likely to buy, and you're giving them uh, relevant information to specific to them. Exactly, yeah, you're, you're not gonna wanna send uh, 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 help men's health supplements to your list that is, you know, moms. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, optimize for mobile. Let's talk about that one. So this is a big thing. Um, so, forty-seven percent. Now, granted, that uh, that percentage was was pulled from a study about a year ago. Okay. Uh, so forty-seven percent of opens for emails occur on the mobile device. Uh. So those numbers have probably increased. Um, and so I don't know, you know, viewers, you on the uh, on the, that side may able to gauge better for yourself when you check your email what are you checking it on yeah I mean when I'm when I'm here at work yeah I'm checking my work email but you know when I'm receiving communications from you know uh, fat cats or, or or Wells Fargo or whomever you know I'm checking my phone yeah and so and it might it might apply differently to your target market too because if, if you're a retail outlet or you're your uh, b2c uh, consumers are out there on the phone. I, th I think that probably that that might even be low for how many of them check on their phone. Um, versus if you're B two B, business to business, we probably have a good portion, um, maybe not the majority, but we have a stronger portion of people that read on a computer. So try to think of your your uh, your clientele. Who are you sending this to? And even time of day. If I send it at night, there's a chance you're reading on your phone versus middle of the day. Um, who are you reaching out to? What what time of day are you sending it to? Uh, and based on that, you can. It's always safe to optimize for mobile. Oh, yeah, and, and that that again that to to clarify that refers to the design of the email itself. So whether your templates are are responsive or, or what have you, make sure that that fold that we talked about earlier is set for the mobile height. It it, it probably also applies to the call to action. Yes. Say because let's say that let's say that we're doing a marketing campaign for signal, and my goal is to get people to sign up. Well, I know just from personal uh, existence with CityGrow that it's easier to sign up uh, on a computer than it is a phone. So if I think people are gonna get on their phone, I might do a call to action to call CityGrow to sign up because I can have a rep on the phone with them right there answer questions rather than uh, doing it on their phone. 
unless you have like a very simple form that, that you know, clicking on the call to action on the phone is something that, that's not going to take them forever to fill out. Fully agree. Fully agree. Um, okay. okay. Uh, what's our next one? Number five. You talked about this just a little bit. Timing is everything. Amen. So um, now one of the things with timing, um, oftentimes a triggered email is the right timing. So somebody comes in, uh, they sign up for your loyalty, uh, they purchase as they're leaving, maybe within you know five to 10 minutes of them doing that, send them an automated response email that says, hey, thanks for signing up. Here's 15% off on your next purchase. Which also goes back to personalization too, getting that direct to them because they just came into your store, hit them while they're hot. Exactly. Yeah. Now in some cases with an automation like that, sending them a text message is actually gonna be more effective than an automated email, mm -hmm. okay? So uh, an, an, another example of a triggered email might be a birthday campaign. Uh, I just recently did a design for someone for their uh, birthday campaign. Yeah. Um, so triggering events with emails, it makes it so you don't have to be you know, pressing send every time. Yeah, so, great. Um, okay. Also with time, time of day. So some interesting kind of things. Um, typically studies have shown that, and again, it depends on your industry, but that Tuesdays around 10 a.m. is the optimal time to send emails. Okay. Um, but there's also strike where the iron is hot, and so most people open their email within an hour of receiving it, but studies have kind of shown that the best time to open emails is after work, so between six and say 11 p.m. And I'm, I'm even so hesitant to even put a day or a time on that, because it really is, it's not only industry specific, it's business specific. I mean, if I'm, if I'm a restaurant targeting senior citizens versus a restaurant targeting millennials, that's going to be different. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's just so hard to even see out there. So I probably feel, feel comfortable saying, just test it. it well, and so tell me this, with timing, how often are you sending messages? So you don't want to overuse emails or texts. Okay. Um, now, a good rule of thumb on an email, I would think most people are going to, some people are going to be fine receiving an email once a week. Uh, some people are going to be only fine receiving it twice a month. So if I come down to how you got the email, for example, uh, I've known businesses who do really well with daily text and daily emails, but they get them an email from a daily sign-up list that says, hey, get inspirational quotes of the day, mm -hmm. get the product of the day, whatever it is, and they have really good success. And But I think as a general thumb, you're probably right, two to four times a month is what we aim for. The big rule of thumb is watch your opt-out rate. Yes. Because if you start sending too much, you will you will see it in an increase in opt-out rate, and you want to be on top of that. One of the reasons I bring that up too with with uh, within timing is when when we're testing A/B testing, it's really easy to get caught up in the research of it. If you realize that in the next three months you're planning on being and consistently sending twelve to fifteen emails, you'll have that data in ninety days. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Just make sure you track it. And that's number twelve. We already had a number eleven, so twelve is going to be consistent, <laughs> consistency, consistency. Right, right. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I derailed you. Where are we on? We're, oh, we're on number four. four. Write better okay. subject lines. Now, um, so right there, there's a lot of online sources. You can you can Google right now, and you can probably find three or four pages of of uh, recommendations on how to write your subject lines. And so a lot of ways you can do that is using your subject line as, as a good call to action, and don't be afraid of having it sound a little bit clickbaity or Spanish. Yeah, a little Spanish. Because if you can generate energy, if you can generate uh, a, a sense of urgency, 
you're going to get an, a higher open rate. And so not just your opt-out rate being important, your open rate is important. And, and open rate is, is really, that, that's the, the main point of an email. I mean, if you can send out emails, great, but if nobody's opening them, what are they doing? You know, what I've seen is if it includes the word sharks, I open it. <laughs> like, Bacon. This, this, is the, this is the baby comment that you made. At the bottom of the, the, the webpage I'm on, if it has a little thing that says, hey, 10 more shark bites, and I got to see that. So, no, but I do pay attention to yeah. this because they're, it's interesting, the psychology of, of what, how they're trying to get you to click because obviously those people have mastered how do I get people to click on these links um, for a different purpose. Look at those and start to try to apply that to your business on an email subject line. Well, and also be aware that because you're optimizing for mobile, longer subject lines aren't necessarily always going to appear in, in the full yeah. preview. So that's very important. It, which reminds me, you, I would recommend that you Google opt-in and try to find something recent. Don't go off of something three years ago. What, uh, what spam blockers block in subject lines? Because there is a whole list. If, if you're highlighting free, 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 exclamation point, exclamation point, there are certain things that spam blockers will send right to spam and you, you will kill your chance of getting open. And those things change all the time. So you really got to kind of look at modern trends. Well, and a lot, of it, a lot of it can also come into play with your different types of email. Transactional emails are more than likely always going to get through because of the nature of them. So if you're using a different email address for your transactional than from your operational than from your promotional, your promotional ones are going to be the ones that are most likely going to wind up in spam. So those are the ones you need to watch, but you don't want to use the same sending address for your transactional and your uh, operational. That's a, great, that's a great point. In fact, man, this list could get <laughs> really long. And so there is a huge problem with not getting emails to an inbox. Yes. A huge problem. A lot of that comes with how you get the email. If they've clicked on it before, if they've opened it before. They're whitelisted. There's, yeah, there's whitelisted. You'll have a much better chance of, of going in, of your email getting read. So one strategy there might be to send an email at, or to ask people to confirm. So yes. if, you have, if, you're, if you have people signing up or whatever for your email list or an account, have them confirm it. A big part of doing that is that now you're whitelisted and future emails will come to your box. So again, derailed, but I think it's important to realize that not every email gets to you. All right, the big one that you wanted to talk about. So yeah, segment your lists. Segment. So uh, segmenting your lists, uh, you can do this a number of different ways. You can do this by, you know, I, mean, we, I think we just touched on gender, but you could do it on product lines. So let's say, for example, uh, you're a sporting goods store. So if someone uh, in their purchase history has, you know, purchased a bike, you could maybe send them more, more things based off of, of mountain biking. If, if they're into kayaking, you, you do want to, you know, maybe kind of trickle in a little bit of your Lunch other customers. Lunch versus dinner customers. Exactly. Commuting versus not commuting. Tourist versus local. Uh, so many different ways to segment on this. Especially if you're doing kind of like last minute options, which we do a ton with text because it's, it's so immediate. Um, but even on emails, if, if, uh, if you have a local list because you have zip codes and you can send to just specific zip codes, um, or a last minute promotion or whatever, those, those are great segment ideas. Then gender, men versus women, I think you guys are. Even age groups. Age groups, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Awesome. All right, um, next, proofread. Huge, huge. Um, there's a lot of different online tools out there you can use. I mean, there's the built-in spell checkers in Microsoft Word, or, or Google has them. Uh, Grammarly has a proofreading. Sometimes it's, hold on, I just got a work done sign. Your video got interrupted. So it's dead right now? 
We're dead right now. It's coming back. No. Okay, we're back on. We might be live again. <laughs> Are we live again? No. Hold on. Is it just a connection error? No, you got a call. I we're see good. us talking. All right. Sorry. There's a there's a brief uh, brief distraction. What were we just talking? About? Uh, we were talking about proofreading. Oh, so I was going to give you my tip. Is I send it to myself. Because A, if you're doing it in an editor, always send yourself a test so that you can see what it looks like in the real format. If you have the ability to use Outlook and like Gmail, a few different ones, look at those. Um, but take a break for a sec because when you write something and you think about it, it takes you some time to do that. Sometimes it's just you don't you're not you don't want to start back at the top and just read it clear. So take a break, send it to other people, proofread. I don't know if we need to hit anything more on that. No, it's good. All right, last one. Test, test, test. All right. And then test some more. Yeah, keep testing. So uh, before you send out a campaign, send it to yourself. Uh, make sure the formatting is fine. If you have the option of checking it on different mail editors, check it on Gmail, check it on Outlook, check it on an Apple, check it on a Samsung, whatever. Uh, make sure that the formatting is good. Make sure the verbiage is good. Um, and again, watch your opt-out rates. Uh, maybe do some A-B testing with segmenting your lists. Maybe take half of your segmented list, segment it some more, send one subject promotion to that, yeah, exactly. Test your, test your subject lines, test your your uh, your banner graphics, uh, even you know, test your promotions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if anything, put it in an Excel spreadsheet with the name and when you sent it. Sent the, test the time. Um, just test, test, test. I think you, you nailed it down there right now. And it doesn't take long. Like I said, three months. If you send an email a week, you got 15, 16, 17 emails. Um, you learn real quick what, what works and what doesn't. Well, I, I think that the big important thing uh, that just kind of overlies all this is whether you know, you've know you seen it online or not, email is not dead. Email is still a huge part of marketing. And um, One so, of the best. You know, it's, it's a great way to, to visually engage. Uh, you're able to, to include things like uh, 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 videos, uh, GIFs. You, know, you get a lot more interaction with email. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Mark. I think those are great tips. Uh, little bonus tips in there. I think we're at 13 or 14, so we <laughs> can just go. We, you did your job. We appreciate it. We'll see everyone next time, uh, next week on Studio Live. Until then, take care. Thank you. Yeah.